Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Allison Interviews podcast. This episode is just a really fun, light conversation with Brooke Burke. And as you guys probably know, Brooke is absolutely in the best shape of her life. And in this conversation, you're going to learn all of her secrets from personal care, to health, to fitness, to just everything that she does in her life to help her look better than most 25-year-olds, quite frankly. Um, I was taking some mental notes myself. So yeah, just sit back, relax, and listen to an awesome conversation with me and Ms. Brooke Burke. by asking you what are three pivotal events that have made you the human being you are today? Oh my goodness. Three pivotal events in no particular order, <laughs> but right, I'll start with in no particular order. <laughs> um, motherhood. I mean, which is the obvious one, but it really did um, instantly change my whole life. And um, it's my greatest learning opportunity and they're my best teachers and it's the greatest and hardest part of my life. <laughs> I'll just keep it real. So yeah. another, another one funny, but true winning dancing with the stars was a huge accomplishment. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. It was the most terrifying thing I've ever done. And I've never worked harder at anything else in my life. And it was, um, so thrilling. And even though it's like a silly Mirabal trophy, like big deal, <laughs> it was three months, seven days a week of like blood, sweat and sweat and pain and tears and everything in between. Did you think you had any shot of winning? Like when you were going through it? Hell no. no, no, no. I actually, I actually wanted to stick around for a couple weeks. <laughs> I had no idea. Are you and then that said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you don't even know. I mean, and then halfway through, you kind of want to get out of it because it's so difficult. So that was amazing. And, you know, that segued me into hosting the show, which was also fantastic. And let's see my other pivotal event in life. Um, I guess it's divorce. Cause that really changes you. And, um, changes changed my sense of expectations and the way I approached life and taught me how to surrender and um, taught me about self-love and acceptance and the power of change and kind of started me on my journey of transformation. I think after 19 years of marriage, having those moments by myself was really telling and eye-opening and um, an amazing opportunity to be by myself as a woman, which you really don't get if you're married and when you're with children. I mean, right. we carve out me time which I'm a big believer in, but having that period of time on my own as a woman was absolutely pivotal. So I want to ask you something because I experienced this and I'm not sure if, if you experienced this. Did divorce make you feel like, okay, that whole starry eyed thing of I'm going to find the one and live happily ever after? Like, do you still have that or did that kind of get shattered. That's so cute. Um, no, I, I, I get what you're saying. I don't still want that or need that. I mean, okay. I, 
I had that in one marriage and I didn't in the other when I was trying to be responsible, when I was intoxicated by love, one was the love of my life and my soulmate, one wasn't. I mean, I really am passionate about a healthy love right now with boundaries, um, a love that has purpose and that's fulfilling. And I'm so blessed to be in my new relationship with Scott and he's an incredible human being, but it, it's, it's the healthiest time of my life. And maybe it's because I've defined my own boundaries as a woman now in my fifties. Maybe it's because I brought everything that I didn't quite get right with me to the table. You know, I bring, I bring a better version of myself to this relationship, but it's different. I don't need the thing I used to need. Right? You don't need that whole thing anymore. Okay. Stars anymore. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> My kids are like, that is so funny. My kids are always like, yeah, do I need that anymore? I don't know. It's different. It's different when we grow up, isn't it? Yeah, I know. I know. What do you think is different? (laughs) I know. Well, you know what? It's like, it's, it's when things happen that are pivotal, it's like, you're never the same again, but you can choose if you're never the same, but better or never the same, but worse for where, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, you have like, you have a really cool history of you're kind of like an alchemist because you've really made a lot of amazing opportunities happen for yourself. Okay. So you started as a model and then you made a leap to television, which I would imagine a lot of models probably want to do, but maybe don't get the opportunity to do. How did that first gig on E, how did that happen? Like from Fredericks of Hollywood to the E channel? I think it's the painful story for some people to hear because it wasn't like I pounded the pavement and went on every audition. I actually was doing commercial advertising, um, studied business advertising in school. I was doing some modeling and I went on an audition that a friend of mine sent me on and to meet with E for the wild on gig. And it was just one of those circumstances that it was I don't know. It was just taking advantage of the right opportunity then. And then I accepted the gig and learned on the road and got all of my entertainment experience within my first contract and my stint on E. And it was an amazing show to do. We covered um, 40 countries in a short period of time and you know, 120 countries around the world. It was amazing. I actually brought my daughter Naraya on the road with me as a baby. Oh, wow. For the first you know few years of her life so it was it was incredible and then that sort of segued into other things and i've always um you know been one of those people where i wanted to create opportunities and um take advantage of those moments and continue to reinvent myself and continue to build businesses on businesses otherwise i'd still just be in the entertainment business waiting for the next gig and that's really hard in entertainment so i always wanted to have purpose and i always wanted to leverage certain things into the next. And I love being in the wellness space right now. Like I never thought I would be in this business and start my own. I knew I would start my own business, but I never imagined I would be the CEO of this company. And it's really, I'm really passionate about it because I love this space. It's so fulfilling and it's the greatest way that I know how to connect with women around the world. And I'm doing something that feels good and that really matters to me. Well, what do you think is different about women in their late forties and into their fifties now than was in our mother's generation. Like it it seems like it's somehow different. If you know what I mean, what is it that's so different? Is it our nutrition? Is it our self-awareness? Like what, what do you think it is? 
So many things. I mean, I think it's the evolution of being a woman, where we've come from, understanding that, finding our strength, shifting. I feel like we're stronger, wiser, and louder than we've ever been. I mean, and when we look, you know, through history, there's been so many moments, learning moments, challenges, um, steps back along the way. I mean, look at what's happened in the last decade for us as women. I'm raising three daughters. I'm raising them to live out loud. I'm raising them to have purpose. I'm raising them to not be afraid, to find their voice, to have the courage to screw it up. Like I really embrace a messy life. You're going to get it wrong. Things are not going to be perfect, but damn it. We've learned how to have a pocket full of, of, you know, options and comebacks and how to know how to fight our fight as women right now. So I really celebrate that strength. And I think in just the opportunities of defining ourselves as women and being able to tell our own stories and to control our own journey and to value ourselves how we choose to be valued. It's an amazing time to be a woman, I think. I really yeah. do. And I love being a woman and all that it represents. Um, I, I just think it's an amazing time for us. With your fitness journey. And I don't know if fitness was always a huge part of your life, but in 2012, when you were diagnosed with thyroid cancer, was that what jump-started the fitness journey or was it happening before then? Fitness was always a big part of my life. I think I have a much better and much clearer understanding of my body today as a woman than I did back then. Being diagnosed with thyroid cancer segued me into being an advocate for women's health. And it was really because of the process of being diagnosed in a yearly physical and really understanding the value of medical knowledge that we have right now and kind of fighting for that and telling my story to inspire and to help um, many other people that were going through the same thing and understanding the value of being a great patient and understanding the medical possibilities that we have today and the opportunities that we have to care for ourselves. And, you know, that self-care commitment became very quickly a much bigger picture. And I really do believe in that, that it's the mind, body, spirit, mind, body, nutrition. It's the union of all these things. I can show people how to get in shape all day long. It's not that. It's how we care for ourselves, how we speak to ourselves, how we meet ourselves, how we fuel our bodies, self-love, self-compassion, how we get our inner strength. Um, all of that is, is really important to me. And the messaging and the philosophy at Big Brookwork Body is really about that. It's mindful fitness, mindful movement. It's incorporating mantras. It's knowing how to slow down and listen, valuing ourselves, changing our inner dialogue, all of those things that I think help us create that inner strength that allows us to do everything else that we want to do. What do you think looking back created the cancer? Like, are you of the mind that it was created somehow by something spiritual, emotional trauma, or are you of the mind that it's just the luck of the draw just kind of happens? How do you look at that? I think that, you know, our body weeps the tears that we don't cry. You know, I love that saying. I think there are toxic energies and feelings that we compartmentalize that affect our body. Cancer in particular, I'm not sure. Could I blame it on the environment? Who the hell knows? We we say that. Um, yeah. Are emotional traumas toxic? Sure, they are. I don't know, you know, what it, what it showed me and how it rocked me was that there's something a little bit larger than my wellness philosophies that could really change, change my body. That was really scary. Um, 
people often ask me, did it, did it make me take better care of myself? No, because I was doing that already. But what it, what it taught me was how diligent we need to be in our self-care and having those markers and gaining that knowledge and paying attention to the little signs. Because I think women, um, not just women, I think everyone, there's usually an event that happens that shifts us or makes us change. We don't mm-hmm. just decide I'm going to design this healthy lifestyle and I'm going to maintain it. Wouldn't that be great if that were the case? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. And I, and I get it. So that's why I like to help people create a healthy lifestyle. And that's why I'm so loud about it. And that's why, you know, I'm here in New York on this, on this press tour launching longevity, which is a brand I'm really proud of for everything that it stands for. It's about harmony. We're simplifying and it's a superfood blend. It's, you know, I make a shake in the morning for myself and all three of my kids. It's not just about the shake. It's about how do I feel my body? How do I create energy? How do I care for myself? I don't have a lot of time. How do I tell this story and show other people that there are little things that you can do and that, that create change, little commitments. And I really like those opportunities. I, I, I like, I like moments. I like that commitment, you know, and, and um, I'm really enjoying that, you know, that, that journey with everyone in our community. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So with Brooke Burke Body, it is, it's an app and you call it a, a digital gym, right? So people can download the different workouts and then the longevity is superfood blends that you can use in smoothies um, to kind of help on your, on your health and fitness journey. I want to kind of unpack because you can give somebody all the tools, but if they're not emotionally there, they're not going to necessarily be consistent with it. Like for example, if anybody could just wave a magic wand and be, have a tight and toned body and be in perfect health, they would. Right. But what is it that you think keeps people from being consistent? And what is it that you think keeps you consistent? How are you able to work out every day and take such great care of yourself every day? Thank you. I mean, I think time is a big issue. I think people, there's a million reasons not to work out. There's a million excuses. I always tell people to lean into the other side of it. Be afraid of not working out, not caring for yourself more than trying something new. I think there's fear. I think there's insecurities. I think people get stuck in a rut. They don't know where to begin. They don't know how to get back to self. Um, You know, my app is really designed for everyone. It is a digital gym. It's about creating a space 
in a room like this, in your hotel room, in your living room. I have workouts we can do in the kitchen, in the office, in bed, on the sofa, inside, outside. It's something for everyone at all ages. And it's really about just creating energy, making a personal commitment, holding yourself accountable for that, doing things that matter, knowing that you're worthy, changing your narrative. I think we need that at all stages of our life for family fitness, for partner fitness, for you know individual challenges. So I, I really love doing that. And I am in the wellness business and I teach classes, so it keeps me honest. It holds me accountable. But okay. I always tell Buddy, get an accountability partner, sign up for a challenge. We're doing a five-week program this December where you can digitally come over to my kitchen and we're doing the kitchen bar burn, super fun, live content. I teach Zoom classes on Fridays for everyone, for anyone that wants to sign up. And you can get you all do the- it, you do it through your app or you do it personally. I do it from my home where anybody can do it. I would love to have you join. I'll send you the link. But okay. it's a really fun for women to connect with each other all over the all over the globe and you don't have to get in your car and you don't have to get a membership you don't have to spend a lot of money so i love doing that and showing people how to get it done like not everybody loves to work out you know yeah. how to fuel their recipes and programs and we have a community at brookbrook body that's amazing we have a community at longevity that's full of um recipe swappers and people sharing new things and supporting one another and baking ideas and superfood recipes and smoothie recipes so we don't get bored and it's been really fun to just connect with everyone and encourage everyone um and help people find their feel good like that's for me what the big picture of well and being is about it's not just fitness. It's like it's mind, body, it's wellness, it's energy, it's you know, it's like the path to harmony. Like that's really what it is. What what do you do that feels good? And everybody's so different. So how do you find moments every day that really feel good? Okay, yeah. so do me a favor, take me through a typical day in your life. And because I know that a lot of women are gonna say, well. Yeah, but I work full time and I have kids and I'm tired and I just want to watch TV and, and, and so take me through like a day, if you don't mind. Yeah, I say those same things too, you know. And it's so easy to be like, well, you have this and you do that. Like, I get up in the morning, I have my coffee first things first. I make myself slow down for five minutes in the morning. I never did that pre-COVID because I never had time and I never knew that time would stand still like it did for a few years, but I take five minutes in the morning, whether it's to pray or meditate or mm-hmm. step into gratitude. I do like 10 things I'm grateful for. I use my fingers to remind me to do that. Um, I'll grind my kids to school. I make a shake before we leave. I triple it and my kids drink it on the way to school. Cause we're all busy. We're not morning people. Right. Um, I work out in the morning. I usually work out at about 10 a.m. and I knock that out. I have more energy in the morning. If I'm working, I may skip that day. I give myself grace. It really depends on my work schedule. I work. I have a blended family. My fiance has two kids. I drive them to school when I can, when I'm when I'm not on set somewhere. There's so many different elements pulling us in different directions. But part of the reason why I am so invested in self-care is because it's my release. It's my only way that I can get through all these other things. We try to have a family dinner when every night we can when we're home. Um, I have more work requirements than I do a social life. So it's like, what do I give up? What do I let go of so I can have more of what I what I need to do? Um, and I know how to create energy in my life through movement and wellness and nutrition. And that's a big part of this um, of this tour that we're doing is teaching people how to design the life um, 
that they want and that they desire and how to fuel their bodies so that we can get through all of these things. And it's a lot. And I, I do pretty well in overdrive, but it's a lot. Yeah. A That's lot. the irony though, is that if you're not healthy, if you're, you know, then you can't get through the things that you have to get through. So it's, it's like, it's, it's ironic. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on, on the body positivity movement and people who say, well, you know, well, not everybody's built like you and I should be able to feel good about myself if I'm a size 14 or, I mean, like, are you of the mind, like, look, it's not healthy or, I mean, what are, what are your thoughts on it? Um, I love body confidence. I think it's super important. I'm raising children, daughters. I'm so careful with my words. I'm also in this space and, um, you know, I'm a size two. So take that off the table and who cares what size we are and how much we weigh really. I think it's about, um, finding your feel good, feeling beautiful at different stages of your life at every size. You know, I've changed my dialogue a lot in, in, in teaching classes. I don't like to use numbers and sizes and, what you weigh on a scale anymore. We're not even talking about that. We're talking about curves. We're talking about strength. We're talking about body confidence. Mm-hmm. And I think very personal and very individual. And what I want women to do is tap into their self-love space and their own inner, inner dialogue and find their own self-confidence. And if you don't feel good about your body, then you need to make some changes. If you do feel good about your body, I am celebrating it all the way. That's what it is. You either change something in your life or you change the way you feel about it. And I think we're celebrating a very healthy woman. I think we're celebrating voluptuous women right now. I personally love that. Mm-hmm. I think it's beautiful. Um, you know, and you asked, do I think it's healthy? Well, it depends on what your, your ratio is and your index of body fat is and where you're storing that. And is it dangerous for your heart? And do you have mobility and flexibility and strength? Um, there may be a size 14 plus woman that has more energy than a size six mm-hmm. that has more mobility. So it's really, that's the frustrating part for me when it comes to fitness. We have to understand that works for one doesn't work for another. Um, you know, you could be on a keto diet and maybe drop, not drop LBs and somebody else who has cholesterol issues or diabetes. Like there's all of these things. We have to be a detective of our own body. We have to take ownership of our own body. Do you have energy to do what you want to do in your life? That's the question. Do you feel well enough to get up and be mobile? Are you struggling? Do you have, you know, midday fatigue? Do you feel bad about yourself? Are you avoiding certain things because you don't feel confident? Is it affecting your sex life? Is it affecting your friendships? Is it affecting your power as a woman? Like all these things. Um, The goal really, I think, is to be proud and feel powerful and to get down in your own self-confidence and to feel beautiful. And I do a lot of mantra movement. You know, I think we we touched on that. And one of the things that I have women say out loud in class, um, it's a lot of things. I'm worthy. I'm strong. I'm capable. But one of the things I have them say is I am beautiful. And there are a lot of women struggling with that. And if you can't say I am beautiful, you need to keep saying it until you start to believe it. Because I think we all deserve that. We look so outward especially right now in social media, we look to everyone else to make us feel good. And I think that's a really dangerous place to be. And I think we have to bring it back to center. We have to go inward and we have to celebrate ourselves and love ourselves a little bit more. Um, And it's not about self-indulgent by any means or being 
obsessed with yourself. It's about loving yourself. And from that, you know, all of the, I mean, I could go on and on and on, but yeah, no, I get it. No, I totally get it. You know, it doesn't matter what size you are, you healthy in your body. And what does that mean too? Right. So it's very different for every body type. Um, Yeah. It's not a one size fits all. It's definitely not. not. Even when it comes down to things like plant-based versus keto, I've had people tell me that they're on keto and they've never felt better. And I have people tell me they're on, they're vegan and they've never felt better. And some people try it and have never felt worse. So it's like for a period of time because I struggled with some um, gut issues and and some autoimmune diseases and it didn't work for me. And I only knew that because I know how to listen to my body. Mm -hmm. What works for one will not work for the next. And so we can't say, if you do this, X, Y, Z is going to happen. What we can say is get down into your own body and be a detective and an advocate for your own health and listen to your body. Start listening to the signs. There's so many signs from energy. How do you feel? Do you feel bloated when you eat this? Do you feel like you need a nap when you eat this? Do you have energy when you skip a meal? Can you intermittent fast? Can you not? Um, Do superfoods fuel your body? Um, would you rather have a smoothie or a milkshake? It's like all these things, you know what I mean? How do you feel? How do you feel when you, um, don't take care of yourself? And I think, I think that's what people should be afraid of not caring for themselves more so than trying to Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Absolutely. And I also think that people should embrace their own physicality, their own beauty Like, don't look at an influencer and try to make your hair look like theirs and try to contour your face like theirs and dress like that. Figure out what works for you, both inside and outside. 100%. On your own skin today, look at the stage of feel. And can you find things? Can you start doing things if you don't feel good? Can you do something different every day to sort of shift into that? Can you do things that give you a sense of accomplishment, make you feel better? There's so many ways to create energy. Um, And I'd like to see more of that, you know, with our young women in society right now. What do you think is the hardest lesson you've ever had to learn? And now how has it served you? in a positive way? Ah, the hardest lesson. Gosh, that's a deep and beautiful question. I guess, you know, what comes to the top of mind would be um, where I had to really surrender in my fantasy of forever. You know, I thought love lasted forever. I would have sworn that I would have been married forever. That was the intention, the goal, and that was sort of the fairy tale. So that was a big pivotal moment. That was a big turning point, And that was a big surrender for me. Um, to not equate divorce um, to failure and to realize that there was a need for change and to allow myself those moments to um, to shift and change and, and redesign my, my idea of what family was supposed to look like. So that really, really changed me and a very hard lesson to share with children. And I think I was very romantic as a young woman. I really thought I was really banking on forever. And it doesn't mean that I don't believe in it today. I, I just surrendered to what was and um, I didn't give up. I really fought the fight until it was time to, to change. And I think that's an important concept. And I, I think people need to fight for um, commitment um, and boundaries and have a relationship based on integrity. But sometimes, you know, sometimes change is necessary. So that was, that was a deep learning lesson for me. How do you think it's made you now a better partner? 
I think I bring all that experience to the table as a woman. Scott and I both do. We bring all of those lessons. And I think we, for me, I shouldn't speak for myself, but I think that I'm, I, the relationship is more precious to me because I know how fragile it can be. Okay. And I, I, I'm very serious. I don't take love for granted. And I think a lot of people do. I think that's dangerous. Okay. Yeah. And you also, you co-authored a chicken soup for the soul book, which I thought was really interesting. How did you get to be a part of that franchise? And the book, I'm guessing the book is about minimalism because it's called the joy of less. I mean, are you a minimalist? I'm not a minimalist at all. So the book was, was um, a collection of different concepts about how less is more. And it was an amazing concept. And I used to host a show that won many parenting awards called Hidden Heroes, and it was celebrating philanthropy. And Chicken Soup for the Soul was one of the um, partners. And my particular contribution to the book was about the power of no and the ability and the freedom to say no and to say no to things that allow you to say yes to more of what you love. And I really believe in that. I think as mothers, I think as busy women, as entrepreneurs, as businesswomen, we have so many obligations and so many things pulling at us from different directions. And I, I think a lot of people do things they don't want to do. They feel obligated. They feel socially tapped. They feel a sense of guilt. I really don't. I really don't do guilt. I have really... <laughs> I have really clear boundaries with that, but I have no problem saying no to certain things that allow me to do more of what I love with my family, with my friends, with my relationship. And I don't do casual very well. So I don't feel socially obligated to spread myself too thin to where I'm tapped and I can't care for myself or I'm exhausted. I take my sleep very seriously. I take my family time very seriously. I take my self-care very seriously. I carve out me time. I even say no to things that I love doing with my girlfriend sometimes because I just know that my body, my body needs a reset. And I do what I love doing, but I also know how to listen and stop for a moment so I can recharge. And I think that's a big lesson. I really do. Okay. And how do you know when you're in love? Like, what is that feeling to you? What is being in love for you? Oh, it's changed so much through the years. What a loaded question. So different for everyone. Me personally, I know when I'm in love, when I have a feeling of fulfillment and I'm not going to say the word easy, but when there's flow, like when it feels good. And, and for me, love is in my life right now, love has a beautiful flow to it. There's not a resistance. It's not a struggle. It's complicated. Love is complicated, especially with a blended family. But there's an ease and a contentment and a sense of fulfillment that I have all the time now with Scott. And it's such a relief. And it's so joyful. And it feels safe. And I think that love should feel safe. That's a good, healthy definition of love. I like that. Hard word to define though, isn't it? Like, yeah, because I always feel like it means something different for like when someone says I'm in love, I wonder if, if 10 different people say that, does it mean something different to each one of those people? I'm sure it's why we've loved yeah. so many people as well, right? Everything brings something different, but yeah, but yeah that, 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 it's, it's a beautiful question to think about. What does love feel like? And for me, it feels safe and beautiful and um, it's a sense of fulfillment. I, yeah. Is there a superpower that you wish you could have or a superpower that you're fascinated with? Whether it's like teleporting or time travel or being able to read thoughts or anything like that. 
I guess, you know, reading thoughts is always an interesting one, although it feels quite dangerous. I'm not sure I'd like to read all thoughts, but <laughs> you know, I do think there's power in women's intuition, but reading thoughts would be would be a little bit a little bit scary. I guess I'd like to teleport. That would be kind of cool because I'm in my car so much mm-hmm. driving my children. I would like to just zap zap myself with some of them into places that we need to be. I feel like between school and sports and life and work and I literally, sometimes I like, I'm like, I need a driving hat because I'm just in the car driving kids all the time. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I have one and it feels like a lot. So I get it. (laughs) What do you think you came into this world as Brooke Burke to learn? And what do you think you came here to teach? I think I came here to teach. Well, let me see. Wow. These are beautiful questions. I think I came here to teach women how to connect with themselves. And it's been Mm -hmm. one of the greatest lessons um, in my life for myself and my children. Mindfulness is um, means so many different things to different people, but creating stillness, creating moments of self-awareness, self-actualization has been an incredible learning experience for me. Um, I work with a lot of women in the transformation space and retreats and just watching women connect with themselves is um, an opportunity to discover, to dream, to create moments of stillness. It takes a lot of courage to get really still and like kind of listen to the language of your soul. So I think um I think I'm learning that now in my late 40s and 50s, the value of stillness of space, personal space. I think as a as a mother, businesswoman and an entrepreneur and raising four children, there's very little time for self. And I take that very seriously now and I create those moments and I take that time and you know, I'm working on a body of work right now called a soul contract. Um, many people have, but it's really about the commitment to self and defining those boundaries and the promises that we make and how we value those and keep them. What are our deal breakers? What are the parameters? Mm-hmm. Can we meet ourselves with a a commitment and boundaries the same way that we approach and we enter into other contracts in life, marriage, mortgages, <laughs> careers, contracts? I mean, we do it yeah. all the time but I don't feel like we're as deeply committed to self. So that's what I'm learning. Um, The value of self-care commitment. And uh, I think I'm here to kind of share that, that experience. That's what I do in my wellness space. It's mindfulness for me. So I I love that. And what do you teach your kids about sex and their body and boundaries and self-esteem and how to kind of navigate all of that? That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of, that's, those are a lot of points to touch on. Um, you know, I want my children to understand who they are and I want them to know their bodies. And that's a loaded, loaded concept. I don't think we can teach anyone anything about ourselves if we don't really know who we are mm-hmm. um, sexually, emotionally. I mean, on, on every level. I think it's really important to explore ourselves, our heart, our heartbeat, our soul, our own language, our fears, our strengths, our inhibitions. All of those things are insecurities. I want my children to know who they are. It takes time. I don't know if children know who they are. It took me well right. into my 40s. But I want them to meet themselves with love and with grace and acceptance and surrender. And, you know, I teach them that we're going to get it wrong. Mm-hmm. 
keep getting it wrong as a society don't we we keep trying to do better not everybody some of us i hope most of us it's not true for everyone we're going to get it wrong and i i just think there's lessons like we're here to learn i'm here to learn um i don't always get it right but i i try to do things that i'm challenged with i try to do them better and i'm just listening and i i think there's value there's so much value in just listening yeah um, for sure you know like to teach children about stillness is really hard so i i hope that they it's in pieces along the way about that for me okay. i hope so you're jewish i'm jewish what are your thoughts on some of the things that are going on in the world right now some of the anti-semitism that's kind of been in the news and pop culture how do you feel about it how do you handle it is your instinct to get angry or is your instinct to just kind of lead with love like how do you feel about it well, I don't meet racism with love on any level to anyone. Right. Uh, I take that very seriously. I don't take things personally in the media, whether it's a headline that was incorrect about a misquote of something that I said or misinterpretation. I, I don't really internalize a lot of that, even on social media when it comes to criticism. As far as what happens in pop culture and the world that we're living in right now, there's so many you know, moments to feel bad about. But I, I unapologetically am who I am. I'm really proud of my culture. I'm proud of my religion. My children are proud of who they are. It's very confusing. Mm-hmm. It opens up the need for deeper dialogue to really own who you are and understand who you are and be proud of who you are. I've never really dumbed that down on any level. You know, it's interesting. There's so much talk about Judaism right now, and there's so much... There's so much negativity right now in the world on all levels. There's so many misunderstandings Yes, that it me to have that dialogue with my children a little bit deeper at home and knowing who they are and being proud of it. Um, I try not to take a lot of things personally. I just think that we have to keep doing what we believe in and do pride. And um, it's such a fragile time right now on so many levels. It's hard to speak openly. It's hard to speak up. It's hard to have an opinion about a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, for God's sakes, you can hardly say anything these days. I mean, I the, words use, the words that we can, I mean, it's so crazy. It's sad to me, but it's also reckless. And I think social media and I think media allows people a platform, not always holding them accountable to just sort of spit things out. You know, it's very different. It's become very impersonal. Um, it's a weird time, you know, and, you know, we have to take that power back also in social media that we tell our own story. Right. You know, we're, actions, we're able to change our narrative. We're able to express ourselves in any way that we so choose if we're brave enough. And unfortunately, a lot of people aren't and a lot of people are doing it incorrectly. It's complicated. It's insane, right? Yeah. I mean, I struggle with like, do you meet it? Like, do you meet it like this, you know, which tends to not be so great? Or do you try to rise above? Do you, do you correct ignorance? Do you speak out? If so, how do you speak out? Will your words be twisted? You know, and then you think about the history of it. I mean, working for a network, you really can't say much of anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean right. We- I mean, we know how that goes on a platform like this. We kind of can say whatever we want. Yeah. And there are 
you know, there's freedom in that. That's a big frustrating part for me, especially as a journalist as well. Um, at what point are our, is our freedom of speech, you know, being too controlled? And that is really frustrating for me. Um, but I don't feel the need to correct anyone. I feel the need to correct um, things that are misinterpreted about myself. But, you know, I parent my children. I correct them when, when, when I need to. And I kind of surrender to everybody else because it's not my role. Um, it's just not, it's not my place, um, nor would it serve me. And I, I think it's sad. You know, I, I think it's really sad. And there's a lot of ing- ignorance. And um, I think it's a lack of education, you know, in, yeah. in any way. Agreed. It really is. Agreed. So my last question for you is because I think it could help a lot of people. Your departure from Dancing with the Stars in 2014 was, I don't know, somewhat disrespectful and you were kind of blindsided. It was really weird. How do you handle rejection? And like, what's your perspective on rejection when, when something like that happens and you feel like you're not being valued? It's hard. It's an amazing conversation because, you know, rejection, how do, we, how do we process rejection? What did that moment really mean for me? I was hired on, I thought, the greatest show, you know, during that time. And I was let go of that show. And, you know, if I didn't have other meaningful things in my life, and if I wasn't grounded, and if I didn't have a foundation that was built on purpose and love and family, I, I would imagine that I would have been quite lost. And especially in the, in the entertainment business, that's so unpredictable and so out of our hands and can be so inconsiderate at times. Um, I always tell people, make sure you have meaning in your life and you do things that really matter that go far beyond that. Like I have been so blessed and I loved working in the entertainment business, but I have a lot of other things that really feed my soul and my spirit. That moment um, in leaving Dancing with the Stars, being let go of Dancing with the Stars, I should say, to be accurate, was a really shitty departure, unexpected and shocking and not handled in a gentlemanly way. But that's the showbiz. That That's showbiz, right? So that right. wasn't the surprise. The surprise was those moments where you expect to be treated the way that you treat other people. And that's mm-hmm. just simply not true. And people don't really let us down. They let our, break our expectations. So what that moment did to me was it allowed me to sort of dig a little deeper and say, okay, what, what's next? It inspired me to get more creative and to find the next opportunity. Leaving Dancing with the Stars inspired me to start Brooke Burke Body. I would never have had time to bury myself into building a new business. It actually allowed me the opportunity to do what I'm doing, which was exactly where I, what led me to where I am right now. Isn't so that amazing? I, yeah, totally. Now, at the time, I was like, whoa, whoa, what the fuck just happened? But yeah. <laughs> then you take a moment and I went, because that's just the woman I am. I sort of rolled up my sleeves and went, now what? Now what's my move, right? Mm-hmm. And I had to take full responsibility on what's the next move. And right. yeah, it was shitty, you know, but but you know, where do you go from there? So I always, you know, I think it I, I think it was my I don't know, I think it was a quote during that time was like, I'm gonna walk out of here as gracefully as I walked in. That's just the woman that I am, and I'm gonna take all of the beautiful moments during that stint and that journey in my life without any regrets, I had an amazing time hosting that show. I made incredible friendships. I had incredible pivotal moments, you know, during the, you know, during that stint. So, you know, what do you do with it? What do you do when things, when, when things shift and, 
and life changes, you know, that's, that's what defines our strength as human beings, at least as a woman for me. Um, I wouldn't be here today in the, in in these moments and in this space, if I were still, can you imagine if I was still hosting that show? Can you imagine? That's what's so amazing is that sometimes God is just like, no, 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 time to go this way. (laughs) You know, I I love that signs are there and we're like, we're not watching. And, you know, that's one of my deepest wishes and my prayers is show me signs that I can see, give me messages mm-hmm. that I can hear. give me words that I can taste that have value, you know, give me a voice that's meaningful. And I'm always paying attention to the signs right now. And, you know, it sounds cheeky. Oh, one door closes another room. It's not just that it's okay. Now what wake up, mm-hmm. wake up, keep moving forward. And what is this shift propose for you. Right. So I took it a little bit deeper and, and, um, you know, found that found the opportunities in it, let's say. So now let's close with how can people find Brooke Burke body and how could they become a part of it? And how could they start doing the workouts and all of that stuff? You, I mean, Brooke Burke body is everywhere. It's on every smart TV. It's in the app store. I guess the easiest way to find me is at brookeburke.com. And that's a portal for all things, longevity, recipes, blogs, community, inspiration, all of the fitness work that I do, all of the wellness work that I do in person experiences, everything's there. And I really... I really do love to connect with women and men. It's not just for women, it's mostly right. women. But it's a community that's there to help us grow and inspire one another. And I'm so grateful to be in this space because it's changed me. And I and I love it. I love doing this work. And I'm going to continue doing this work that's really choreographed and, and designed for all of us. So I hope that your audience connects and then I get an opportunity to, you know, tap into that and continue to do what I do. Yeah. So people can go to brookburk.com and you can find Brookburk body and how you can get on there either, either through the app store or on a lot of smart TV apps. And then they can also find the longevity superfood blends on there as well. Awesome. Yay. Awesome. (laughs) All right. Well, I want to thank you so much for a great interview. It was great to meet you for having me. I enjoyed this conversation. It was so nice to meet you too. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck with everything. And I can tell it's already amazingly successful. So, and you look amazing. Your body is like fire. It's amazing. (laughs) Thank you. Take care. You're very welcome. All right. Take care, bro. Hey, everyone. I hope you got a lot out of this conversation with me and Brooke. Now, listen, you can find all things Brooke Burke, including longevity and including all of her virtual fitness classes. It's really, really cool. You can let Brooke be your fitness teacher and exercise right along with her. Just visit brookeburke.com. You can also, of course, find her on Instagram at Brooke Burke, and you can find moi on Instagram at the Allison Kugel. And I will catch you guys on the next go around. Peace.